You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody, welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver, hosted by myself, George Stoya of the Denver Gazette, and my good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, the Broncos have beaten the San Francisco 49ers. We're here reacting to it. Um, Nick, 11-10, to 10, ugly, ugly offensive game. If you like offensive football, it was an ugly football game. But if you like defensive football like yourself, Nick, it was a beautiful football game. Uh, big, big win for the Broncos. Doesn't matter. I thought Nathaniel Hackett said it perfect after the game. Doesn't matter if it's by one point, a hundred points, a win is a win, right, Nick? Yeah, it, it is a win. And here's what what I wanted to, to really uh, break this down. When you look at Seattle, uh, look at San Francisco. I'm talking about Seattle. You look at San Francisco 49ers, their first two opponents, Chicago Bears and the Seattle Seahawks. The Broncos' first two opponents, the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. So this game was pretty much big for both organizations as somewhat of a litmus test as, as to where they are at this particular point, as you stated, it was an ugly game. And if you love offense, and I know that George, you love offense, you love touchdowns. So you were miserable watching this game, but me, I love every moment of it. The, the defensive back and forth, Jura Evero versus my old former teammate, D'Amico Ryan's on the defensive side for the 49ers. Which team is going to show up? Which team is going to make the plays that they needed to make? And the Broncos defense made those plays. Yeah, I mean, the if you like the Big Ten, then you probably liked this game a lot, right? <laughs> uh, it was it was like watching a Big Ten football game. I think the Broncos had uh, 13 first downs. 49ers had 14. Um, I think I think the Broncos like had 14 possessions, and 10 of them were three and outs, which is just really bad. Like you're you're like not even moving the ball at all. Uh, but the Broncos get it done. They force three turnovers. They get a safety, uh, which was just a baffling play by Jimmy Garoppolo. He was honestly really bad for the 49ers. I thought he missed a lot of plays. Uh, but the Broncos get it done. And, and Nick, I think that you know you and I talked about it these these last two weeks, or I guess this last week and this week coming up are two really big games, right? Uh, after, you know, really struggling in the first two games in, in Seattle and then obviously with the Texans, you know, winning these 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 two games against the 49ers and now they go to a Raiders team that's 0-3 and we'll dive into that later in the week. But that was a really big win and, and I get it. People are probably frustrated with the offense and, and uh, their struggles, but when they needed a drive, they got it, right? Russell Wilson went down the field, used his legs, he kind of took over the game. Uh, and got them in the end zone finally. Nick, do you think that despite all the offensive ineptitude last night, should Broncos country still be excited about this football team and about this win specifically? Yeah, uh, uh, there's yes and no. 
right? So so here's a yes. Hey, at the end of the day, you got the W. It wasn't exactly the way that anyone had drew it up, but uh, you emerged victorious. But yeah, still is a little of, mm, I'm not really sure about this offense and the scheme and the play caller because, I mean, let's be totally honest. Uh, I think you said uh, nine, 10, uh, three and outs. You can't really do that a lot here in the NFL. And let's talk about it. I mean, it's self-inflicting wounds. Once again, not as many penalties as we've seen in the first two games, but still, you know, like that drive right before halftime when defense gave the ball back, I thought that set up perfectly for Brandon McManus uh, field goal, but they were taken out of field goal range. You had the false start by Jerry Judy. Corlin Sutton dropped the ball. I think it was Javante Williams dropped the ball. And then it was a holding on Garrett Bowles. And then it was a sack on Russell Wilson, took them out of field goal range. These are the types of things that constantly frustrates fans. And once again, did we hear the boo birds? <laughs> yes, we did. But it wasn't as much as it was uh, against the Houston Texans. But that level of frustration is coming out because the expectations for Russell Wilson, this team, and the, the talented players they have on offense. So that's still a part of the game that they definitely need to get together. But at the end of the day, are we celebrating a, a win here in Broncos country? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, look, the offense is an issue, right? Like the, the way that they not, they're not going to win many games like they did on Sunday night. Uh, you know, not you can't count on the defense getting three turnovers and a safety uh, in one game, right? And so I think that they need to figure that out. And and I don't know what exactly the problem is. I think part of it maybe is play calling. I think part of it is maybe Russell Wilson is just off to start the year. I think there's a lot of meshing going on that maybe we didn't account for, right? I think a lot of us just had super high expectations and expected them to come out and play really good football from the start. And that's just not the case. And And you think back, Nick, you know, I wasn't here, but I know when Peyton Manning first got here, it took him several games to get going. And I wonder if, if this is a similar scenario where it's going to take Russell, you know, maybe half the season or, or a little under half the season to really get this offense going and to really start meshing with these guys. But Nick, we have seen, though, in every game, glimpses of an elite quarterback, an elite offense uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, when they've needed a drive, they've gone and gotten it. I mean, you even look back at the Seattle game. I know that they ended up losing that game and they kicked, you know, the long field goal, but they moved the ball uh, there in the third and fourth quarter uh, to win that football game and they just couldn't finish. And then you look at the Texans game, they're trailing. They have to go down and they score. They score 10 points in the fourth quarter to win that game. And then last night, they, they, could, they couldn't move the ball for 50 minutes. And then all of a sudden they go on a 12-play, 80-yard drive. Russell Wilson finds Kimmel Hinton on the third and 10. He scrambles for 12 yards on the next third down. Then he finds Sutton. They get down to the five. And finally, Melvin Gordon gets in. Do you do you see, you know, Russell said after the game, he said, we're close. We have a chance to be really, really good on offense. Do you see that, Nick, after watching last night's game? And I know we, we haven't gone back and rewatched the game yet, but do you see them as really close or do they still have a ways to go? Yeah, I see them uh, being very close. And I think this is why the fan base is really frustrated because just like you said, they have moments where drives stall, and then in the fourth quarter when they needed the most, now they have this drive, they're very successful, and it's like, wait, where was this for the first 48 minutes of, of the game? And I, I don't want to make this comparison, but what it seems like, remember when Tim Tebow was a quarterback for the Denver Broncos, and all of a sudden, you know, he wouldn't do anything for, you know, the 48 minutes of the game, and then all of a sudden, 
there was this one play, then he, he scrambles out and he makes a great throw to Maris Thomas. And it's like, wow, Tim Tebow is the greatest. So, so that is what we are fighting with here in Broncos country when we look at this team because we see the talent. We know how talented this team is. And the idea was that, hey, you have talent on your roster. You put Russell Wilson in that mix. Automatically, it puts them in a different stratosphere. But it's not coming along as quickly as everyone would like. But I'd be remiss if I didn't remember this, uh, remind you of this particular point. Last night during the telecast, Chris Collinsworth kept saying it over and over throughout the, the telecast. He kept talking about Aaron Rodgers being in the same position when Matt LaFleur first arrived at Green Bay, how he was having his issues. And then all of a sudden, it was at one point he started to hit his stride. So that's the way that I am looking at it. Maybe that's kind of one of the issues that are taking place. But those moments that we see in the fourth quarter, we just need to see more of that consistency throughout the game. Yeah, and and I think eventually they'll they'll turn it around, Nick. I, I do. I, I trust that um, you know Russell is still a, a really quality quarterback, right? I mean, I, I don't know if he's a top five quarterback. At least we haven't seen that yet this season. But I do think he he's obviously the best quarterback they've had since Peyton Manning. So I, I think eventually he's going to figure it out. I think Nathaniel Hackett's you know uh, going to take some time, right? As a new head coach, we've talked a lot about him. I think the positive that you walk away from that game is saying, well, at least there was no delay of games. There was no mismanagement of the timeouts. Like it was, it was a very clean football game from that aspect. He was 0 for 2 on challenges, even though I thought both challenges were good challenges. I thought they could go the Broncos way. Um, but I, I think that that's what you need to walk away as a Broncos fan and say, hey, well, look, at least the offense got it done when they absolutely had to get it done. And I think that if they can ever put it together for four quarters, this is going to be a really good football team because – And Nick, I want to dive into a little bit of the defense, and I know we'll talk about it more tomorrow, but... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The defense was just outstanding tonight. Um, this, this, they had a, a six-play, seventy-five-yard touchdown drive. The 49ers did. After that, this was the uh, 49ers' drives: punt, 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 punt. End of half, fumble, safety, punt, field goal, punt, interception, fumble. That's that's elite defensive play. And I know Jimmy Garoppolo was not great, but that's that's really really impressive, isn't it, Nick? Well, you know, it, it is uh, impressive as I sit, sit here and listen to you recap that. It sounded like, uh, you know, a, a Madden game that I played back in the day when I would play uh, Madden football and how things look like look for me offensively. And when you hear that, the first thing that jumps out is like how dominating a performance that was by the Broncos defense. And that tells you, Azura Evero, I mean, hey, it, is he the right guy for the job? A- absolutely. And looking at how he put guys on the field, there was something, I, I, a personnel grouping that I saw during training camp, and I, I told uh, Draymond Jones and Bradley Chubb how much I, I loved it. And I, I don't know what they call it, but I call it the NASCAR package. You saw one time you had both uh, Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb on the same defensive side. So th- th- this is kind of the evolution of this defense. Those guys went out there. And they, they played well. They knew that they were going to be in somewhat of a dogfight with the San Francisco 49ers because Jimmy's coming back. 
making his first efficient start. Kyle Shanahan wants to establish the run, and they play great defense on their side of the ball. So this was a great Sunday night matchup that it played out well for the Denver Broncos, but you, you had to love it if you love defense. Yeah, I mean, and they got a big boost, right? Josie Jewell back. Um, I thought he played phenomenal at inside linebacker, nine tackles to lead the team, two tackles for loss, a sack, and a fumble recovery, which, by the way, this this stat, I looked it up this morning, Nick, is incredible for this Broncos defense. Last season in 17 games, they forced six fumbles, only six. This year through three games, they've already forced six fumbles. So uh, there's like clearly been an emphasis uh, you know, on the defensive side of the ball to, to get the ball out and, and obviously force those turnovers. And, and those came up big and uh, post game, Nathaniel Hackett uh, in the locker room, you know, gave a game ball, I think, to the entire defense, um, you know, talked about how, hey, it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win. Um, you know, that's what matters in this league. And, and we have the audio from Broncos.com um, of that post game speech. We said we knew it was going to be a dog fight. We played smart. We played together. We played for each other. Hey, that was a thing of beauty. Yes, I don't care what anybody said. You get one more point than the other team, that's a dub. That's a dub. Yes, and now we have a defense. The whole defense is going to get game ball. Yes, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hey, it's an honor to be right here in front of y'all. Because that out there, watching everybody stay together, no matter what, Hey, that's a powerful thing. Together, whatever it takes, man. That's where the battle. We knew it was going to be a battle all the way to the fourth. We got it done. Mm-hmm. We got it done. We got it done together, man. I love you, boys, man. That's what I always believe. Always believe. Let's go, man. Let's go. Broncos on three. One, two, three. Broncos! Nick, it feels like, and, in, in, you know, I was in the locker room post game and, and listened to some of the guys on the podium afterwards, but can you just speak to what can a win like that, you know, over a really quality opponent, uh, in prime time, what can that do for a football team early in a season? I know it's early. It's only the third game of the year. But what can that do momentum-wise for a football team? Because it really feels like maybe that could be a turning point for this team. Yeah, George, that, it can absolutely be a turning point for the Broncos, not just on the defensive side of the ball, but offense as well as they continue to work out the Kings and figure out uh, their, their struggles and the miscues. But, yeah, th- this, this is the type of win that you, you look at and you say, okay, well, this is when our season actually changed, right? We, we have some injuries. We haven't played our best uh, ball as a team on a collective, but we're still able to get a, a win. And, and, and once again, this is why you hear so many players talk about, Randy Gregory talked about it after the game as well, that there's so much belief in this team and individuals in the coaching staff because they're able to win these ugly type of games. And you're right. They're not going to have too many games this year where they're going to be able to win this way. But winning this way on Sunday night football against a playoff caliber team, it definitely instills a lot of confidence in these players where they can continue to believe in one another. Yeah, and look, I I think that you have to continue to remind yourself that it's a 17-game season and that wins like this at the end of the season are going to help you. You know how to gut out a close win over a good football team. And I know the Texans and Seahawks are not good football teams. At least they don't look like good football teams right now. But the 49ers are a proven good football team. That's a veteran team. That's a team that has gone all the way to the Super Bowl, right? Uh, They went to the NFC Championship last year. So to get a a one-point victory, uh, it, it doesn't matter, right? Like it doesn't matter how it happened. You got it done. And a lot of people didn't think that you would after what happened the first two weeks. So 
I think that this this could be huge for them. And and now you go into the division, you know, facing a Raiders team that's really struggling. That's going to have its its back against the wall, right? And and teams play great when their back is against the wall. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Broncos can carry this momentum uh, and beat really a desperate Raiders team this next Sunday. And, and we'll dive into that later in the week. And Nick, let's take a quick break, uh, and then we'll jump into a little bit more of the specifics of this game, uh, especially on the offensive side of the football.